Have you ever heard the expression, the captain goes down with his ship? Yes, I believe I have. Okay, well, even though I've never really been on a ship, I want to explore that idea more. <laughs> and we will get to the Bible story, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's all, it all floats the same boat. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bible Story Podcast. This podcast is for anyone looking to grow in a relationship with... You know, we believe it is the most important thing a person can do. Indeed. And if you're new to this podcast, this is a short breakdown of what we do and who we are. I am the funny one. <clears throat> uh, well, okay, <clears throat> sure. I guess you... Yeah, you could say that. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> that guy over there is John Drabert, and my name is Braden Poach, and we both work at Covenant Bay Bible Camp here in Alberta, Canada. Yeah, we really enjoy having fun and making the Bible approachable to everyone. You know, we believe that we can do this together by going through the stories in the Bible and discussing them each week. Exactly. So that's what we do. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a lot of fun doing it, and we've slowly gained some listeners, you know, in all different parts of the world, which is really cool. Oh, and if you are new and in the area, yeah, you don't have to be in the area, I guess, but probably helps. <laughs> it uh, helps. Remember that summer camp registration is now open and you can register at any time. We'd it, love to have you come this summer. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and well, while John is interrupting the regular scheduled broadcasting, I will too. Mm -hmm. uh, we also continue to have contests and giveaways all month. So check out our website, covenantbay.ca, where you can both register and see our contest. Well, I still can't, cannot believe it, but um, I am just so grateful for how this podcast has grown over the years and how many people are, you know, positively being impacted by yeah. what's going on. I so. still find it really weird that I'm the voice in someone's head. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. You want cookies? I would like cookies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, yes, if you're new and have any questions, feel, to re feel free to reach out. We love to hear from you guys. Hey, the best place you can do that is at Bible Story Pod on Instagram or our website, BibleStoryPodcast.ca. All right. Enough about us. We're the boring part. Yes, we are. <laughs> okay. Let's get into it. Uh, I've been waiting for a long time now, uh, probably mm -hmm. like... 10 minutes, five minutes, that something leaves. like that. It's a long time a long, in your life. Long time for me. Yeah. <laughs> like what's going on with this whole boat thing? I'm I'm telling you right now, Braden, absolutely I will not go down with the ship. <laughs> captain or not captain, I'm <laughs> swimming to safety. There's no way I'm going down with the ship. That's fair. Uh I may or may not be able to swim to safety. You know my swimming <laughs> abilities. I'm getting better. You are um, you 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 are sufficient. I'm sufficient. Great. Um, and I've never really been on a big boat, so uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll get to it. But have you been on a big boat, a yacht? Ooh, a cruise, a, sh a cruise liner, a cruise liner. You know, that'd be a lot of fun. Cruise liner, yacht. That would be both be really fun or maybe a sailboat. I, that'd be cool. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, the biggest boat that I've been on is a ferry that oh, cool. uh, took vehicles back and forth from mainland BC to Vancouver Island. You know, my brother, funny vehicles story. Vehicles and people? Because... Just the, just the vehicles, because <laughs> no people and vehicles. Gotcha. My brother got really sick because the you know the waves on the the ocean there you know they get pretty big I yeah, guess I think and he <laughs> it was rocking pretty well and he already gets kind of sick easily. I think that'd be me. I get motion sick really. Yeah, he'd always get far sick as a kid. Yeah. 
anyway, um, no, it wasn't a huge boat, but it was interesting to see how many vehicles they could cram onto that ship. Yeah, it was it was unbelievable. That's actually. always amazing. Yeah. Well, and then you think like this boat's got to be heavy, and then each of these cars is heavy, and that's yeah. Not good. That's like there's a lot You're of weight. Like, I shouldn't have eaten that second hamburger. <laughs> like I'm feeling worried now. Uh, well, I'm happy you didn't have to go down with that ship. Me too. Okay, so, but here it is. So the idea of the captain going down with the ship, I think is this, like, it's usually spoken of in kind of a way of, like, pride, like they're, you know, or honor or, uh, like, perhaps debt. Like, they've, they've done something wrong, the ship is sinking, and, like, they need to be the ones to take that responsibility. Um, yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of screwed up, I think. I it's think. something like that, yeah. Like, it, like, why would you want to go down with the ship? Yeah. I don't get that. But yeah. you see it a lot in movies. That's why... <laughs> We're not boat captains. <laughs> no, we are not. We are dry land people. <laughs> so I'm I'm following what you're saying. Uh, I'm sure there's some historian out there that's going to correct us uh, on this whole thing about where this saying comes from and yeah, everything. But and if, okay. if you're out there, we would love to actually yeah. learn a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, but um, I I also think that there's this sense of you know not being able to leave or or let go of something especially if you're attached to it right if it's emotionally or spiritually something that you've enjoyed or, or for whatever reason yeah. yeah okay i can agree with with that and where you're, where you're going with that okay so john yes have you ever worked so hard on something or perhaps even for a really long time mm -hmm. that that you saw going you know maybe not so good anymore or you know maybe you weren't the best person to continue on with that and and have you felt that like kind of nearly impossible situation of like walking away mm. that it is nearly impossible to walk away no actually i'm, I'm a pretty good quitter <laughs> i'm a pretty good quitter <laughs> and a pretty good joker uh yeah um you know pr probably not so much in the area of like a project or something um but i i have found it nearly impossible to walk away from relationships like that's, mm. there's just such, such deep pain there for me that when a, a relationship goes sideways or it's time to walk away from a, an unhealthy relationship, it's like, oh, just so, so hard. Yeah, that's tough. And there's like so much history in those things. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. So, well, I appreciate the honesty. Okay, I, I get that that's a bit of a tangent. Hmm? Yep. Uh, welcome to my world. <laughs> yep. Are we going to get to the wild story? Yes. Okay. Okay, so this chapter, it was hard for me to wrap my head around. Okay? Hmm? And, and I, this helped me. So, we also only really see half of a story here. It is a, it is a cliffhanger. It, it just it kind is of a, ends abruptly. To be continued the, type story. The chapter specifically. So, okay. So I think we see Saul in this like captain boat type scenario. We see it here and we, it kind of continues on through the next few chapters. Like, like seeing the ship sinking? Well, I mean, scenario? they're not really on the ocean. But no, no it, like just having a difficult time letting go of Israel. He's led mm. it for, he's led Israel for a long time. And I think he's, but I, they're starting to struggle. And, and whether it's letting go or actually giving it to God, I think that's, that's gotcha. the struggle we see here. It, it is a difficult chapter. Uh, kind of a, there's, there's quite a bit of information. Um, but it, the, the most difficult part is it just ends. Yeah. And I think that you know, there's some parallel with our lives that we're going to talk about a little bit later. But yeah. I think, I think that makes it a little bit tricky. Yeah, it, totally. Okay, so... Uh, we're back with Saul. You know, we, we've read about him becoming king um, of Israel, and that's kind of where we are. Mm -hmm. And some time has passed. It says Saul was 30 when he became king. I think yep. he's 
rain till like, like for 42 years. Yeah, I think that's what it says. And so he he's a king for a long time, but um, this happens at some point in his time as king. And we know he's experienced. He, we know that he's established his kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, he's successful to a certain degree. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you can't lead for that long without being somewhat successful. Yeah. You know, um, I, certainly he didn't make it worse. No, he didn't right. make it worse. Right. So Saul divides his men. We see his son, Jonathan, yeah. send an army to attack the Philistines. Yeah, so... The Israelite armies were kind of divided, and then Jonathan sends like one group of them to attack the Philistines. Which, mm-hmm. okay, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, Jonathan would have been royal, but he's not king, right? And so he's a prince. He's a prince. Yeah. So when the Phil, as the Philistines saw the Israelite army come in, they would have assumed that Saul himself or Saul the king would have sent that attack. Yeah, he like, or at least give his his rubber stamp of approval of exactly. it at least, right? Yeah. You know, in this case, you know, I think a war or a large battle. Yeah. You know, in those times particularly, but in any time where it's like it's life or death, most men from that that territory would have been ready to fight. Right. And, so, and trained somewhat to fight. Yeah, both on the Philistines' side and yep. the Israelite side. Absolutely. So we see them go to war or battle or it's, it, well, it's more, it is a war. It's been a war that's been yes. going on for a long time, right? They really don't like each other. <laughs> no. Okay, so here we read about how fearful actually the Israelite army had, had now become of this attack. They're really afraid of the Philistines. Hmm. And it says in the Bible that the men who were with Saul in Gilgal were quaking. Not to get, not to be confused with quacking. I did read it as quacking the first time. <laughs> I'll be honest, I did too. Uh, but uh, quaking yes. with fear, and that says a lot because these are trained soldiers. Yeah, and so if they're they're that fearful, that that's significant. Yeah, it, it, absolutely. And and whether they're trained soldiers or not, these guys were used to seeing all types of battle, all types of war. They would have known what that looked like. Yeah, and the Israelites army. You know, they were, they were scattered and, and they waited for seven days, seven days to hear from Samuel, who, uh, if you remember from previous weeks, was the prophet, the, yeah. the guy who uh, heard from God and, and relayed the message on to, to Israel, the people. And often kind of told them like what to, yeah, what what to, to do, do or, some, or some direction. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, they're so afraid that they like scatter all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And. Then when Samuel didn't come, so he doesn't come within the seven days of waiting, you know, under Saul's leadership, they then decide to offer up a, a, a burnt offering in hopes of finding favor with the Lord. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I can empathize with Saul to a certain degree, like not having a timely arrival for, from Samuel yeah. would have put him in a really difficult position of like, hey, I've got this enemy that's ready to do war with us. My soldiers are trembling. My yeah, my my soldiers are scared out of their bejeebers. Yeah. I don't know what a bejeeber is, but they're out of their wits. Out of their wits. Yeah. Yeah, like it was just a difficult situation. Totally. And you can't even wait for 10 minutes for I an can't. explanation of a boat. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, so it's not it's not good, right? And and we then see kind of Samuel make a, a timely arrival. 
mm. after the burnt offering. So yeah. timely in the sense of it's ironically that we're reading it about uh, reading about it. Yeah, a little situational irony. Irony, it seems. Right? Yeah. So yeah. you know, but it was not in the time that Saul would have wanted. Yeah, not well timed for sure. Okay, Absolutely. so Samuel begins to share his frustration with Saul. He's actually kind of like, um, I don't berating him or, or asking a lot of questions like why would you offer this up so soon he, he's almost offended and and he's he's saying to Saul like you did not act in the way that God had asked you to act yeah he's getting scolded Saul. yeah that's a, that's a good that's a good word yeah and he was he was too quick to look for a solution this is Saul yeah to the problem that he had yeah uh, okay so Samuel even says that his quickness will basically bring the end of Saul as king and that God has found a, a new replacement. It doesn't necessarily give us a timeline on those things at this point, but he's like almost saying, Samuel is saying to Saul, like, you've doomed yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It, and if I'm fair to Saul, like yeah. r- reading this for the first time, it sounds pretty harsh. Mm-hmm. Like it just seems harsh. Totally. So this is when the ship t- starts to sink. Mm-hmm. And okay. I mean, tangent again, like John, you're my boss. And I hope if I did something, um, you know, somewhat wrong, it, you wouldn't, you know, get mad at me for it. Well, you know, you know, I, I've only thought like for, you know, five times or so today about, you know, <laughs> what five times. Well, that's way better than my previous record. I feel great about that. <laughs> uh, just jokes. Okay, back to the story. Okay. Back to the story. The Philistine army armies were separated into three sanctions, and they began raiding some of the towns uh, in the area, and they also sur- were surrounding uh, everywhere the Israelites, which made it really, like, they were putting a lot of pressure on these Israelite towns and the people. It was, it was not looking good. The Israelites did not have much going for them at this point, and there was a lot of pressure coming from everywhere. But, but, but it gets worse, right? Ah. There was, like, you think, okay, just, you know, if you were to read this at first, you'd think, right. yeah, they have all they need to be, because they're soldiers and they have an army. It, and it gives a lot of numbers in the beginning. It, it sounds like they had a relatively large army. But they didn't have a single blacksmith in all of Israel. Hmm. For some reason, like, the Philistines had a monopoly on that, and the blacksmith convention outside of the town, <laughs> I guess. And and so, like, they really didn't have the weapons they needed to fight yeah, properly. Like, this is like this is now really dire. So I can start to see why the Israelite army is like, "Hey, I'm out of here. Uh, see you later," um, and really quaking in fear. <laughs> yes, quacking, <laughs> no, quacking in fear. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's. I mean, none of the men could get, you know, in the army could get their weapons made or, or even sharpened. It's really hard to fight a sword fight without a sword. Yeah, super unfair. Yeah. But it does say Jonathan and King Saul had some weapons, so... Yeah, so they, they could they maybe defend themselves. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so the, the chapter then just kind of ends in a cliffhanger with the Philistine army going out to a pass at Michmash. A pass meaning like between... Mountains. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like a narrow yeah. pathway. So cliffhanger, just like that. Done. <laughs> done. That's, that's where the chapter ends. Yeah. Okay. So yes, just like that. And it, 
And I think we can see the trouble that Saul is having here. That you know, or perhaps even Jonathan and Saul that they've led the he, Saul has led the Israelites for years, and even though it seems like these are dire circumstances, you know, and and Samuel has given him some sort of insight into the ending of the story, but things are not going in their favor, and Saul really seems to like trudge forward, mm. maybe against the his better judgment. Okay, but here's what I like about this, all right? Okay. Even though we don't know the end of the story yet, even though it seems like the chapter's, like, it's not finished. Right, we're midway through. Or the story's, yeah, the story's not settled. We're, you know, we're able to learn still. And this mm. is a little bit like life, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I like that. I mean, sometimes it doesn't seem like... It, you know, on my average day, if I haven't read enough of the Bible or if, if I don't understand like the wholeness of the context, which I always get lost in, I can't necessarily take a specific lesson or or something from scripture. Right. And and obviously context and, and the whole of the story is is really important. Right. We're not saying it's not. Correct. Yeah. But the, the Bible is like one giant overarching or overlaying story after all, right? Like right. it's it's huge. And even the smallest pieces can be used to learn and grow from. And that's what we want to highlight today. Hmm. Okay. I, I like that. So the lesson for today, you know, taking into consideration the cliffhanger and the Bible as a whole is this, okay? You are where God needs you. Okay. <laughs> I, I, like, I like where you're going with this, uh -huh. I, I, I think. But I think you do need to elaborate for, for my sake and our listeners. Okay. So... Uh, well, we can't, you know, ever see the end of the story, like where we are in Samuel or uh, where we are in life in general. We don't know how things end, but mm. as we continue to walk with God, we can be assured that we are where he needs us. Yeah. And that doesn't mean, like, it really doesn't mean it like, that life's going to be easy or without suffering because we know that's part of life. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Unfortunately, it doesn't, you know, that's the hard part. That's the hard part to settle with is that mm -hmm. even though that's where God needs us, it doesn't always feel good. Yeah. But as we've said before, we know God works out, works things out for good. But our, our understanding of good here on earth, sometimes it's limited and we need to understand a little bit more broadly what, what God means by that. Exactly. Okay. So just to say it, one more time, you are where God needs you. Growth tip time. Growth tip time. It, it is our growth tip time. It's growth tip time. For anyone new out there, we share a growth tip for each episode. It is a small, tangible way to help you grow, me grow, Braden grow in a relationship with God. And? <laughs> and? It's Braden's favorite part of the podcast. He really likes the jingle. Uh, I, it is my favorite part, and I am, I'm a sucker for a good jingle. Can't help it. And we definitely consider that a good, good, good jingle. It's something. It's something. Okay. Uh, so our growth tip for today is this. Take a walk with God. Hmm. It's so simple. Mm -hmm. but, but sometimes, and, and my best moments with God come from a simple walk. I like it. So leave the phone at home and take a walk 
Maybe you're out in nature or in the cityscape, shall we say, and, and just pray, talk to God, enjoy your time with him. Nothing specific, just, just give him time. Yeah, I like that. I, I really like that. You know, especially as the days are, are getting nicer and the longer. Mm-hmm. Warmer. Mean, totally. Well, we won't leave it on a cliffhanger because, you know, we would never do that to you guys. That's all we have for today. <laughs> we hope you guys have an amazing week. Remember, there is nothing more important than a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Take care. We will see you next week.